Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Talk Daytime. Today we're excited to be chatting with the woman behind all my children, Kelsey Jefferson. Most of you know her from there. Um, I had a lot of people ask me to have her on the show, so, you know, of course she agreed. And as always, I have Kathy here, and we also have um, Lisa Rodrigo on the line from All My Promotions. So we're gonna have a fun time. So hey guys, are y'all all there? I am Hello. here. This is Hello Kathy. Hello Emily. This is T C Warner. How is everyone? We're doing great. well. We're excited to chat. Just kind of had a, Ooh, let's talk about just kinda of had a lazy day today and I've been really, really looking forward to this all day and uh looking forward to to hear about what you've got going on and what you've got coming up. Excellent, yeah, excellent. Sure. Okay, so why don't we start with that, since Kathy you mentioned it. What do you have in the works right now? What do you have coming up? Anything that you can, like, spoil for us right off the bat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? If I had any secrets, I'd share them with you. So do I have anything coming up? There's a couple of things that are in the works. Nothing has been locked in. No ink is dried on any contracts. Uh, but I, I have been auditioning for a couple of things, so there's some things in the works. I've been fortunate enough to audition, even though I am in New Mexico, for some recurring roles for a couple of shows like The Girlfriend Experience and stuff like that, and there has been some sort of discussions on, on going back into daytime, uh, which I'm very open to. So all of that is in the works, but again, no ink has dried, so... Um, I will leave that as an, an open-ended conversation. How's that? Oh, that's that's good. You can come back and tell us once the ink does dry on those. Um, <laughs> so since you mentioned going back in today's time, let's talk about this. Like, I know everybody's wondering. Um, there's a lot of talk about all my children going to Netflix and, like, being revived in a nighttime soap kind of format on Netflix. So can you tell us, is this going to happen? Would you be open to that if it were to happen, like, what do you want? I, well, I definitely want it to happen. I can't tell you whether yeah. it is or it isn't because I, I certainly don't have a crystal ball, and had I had any control over that, I would definitely get the ball rolling on it, but I don't have that control. Would I go back? Absolutely. I absolutely loved the, working on the show. The people that I worked with was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I would go back in a heartbeat. I don't know where that stands. Um, uh, do you guys know anything? Would, I know. I know you. No, I wish we knew. Netflix. We don't know anything. We we know right now. All we know about what's happening, what coming and going wise, is we know that since the um, you know, the lawsuit with Prospect Clark ended, and ABC won the rights back to All My Children and My Life to Live. So all we know is that they are trying to find a way to integrate characters from those shows onto like the remaining ABC soap, General Hospital. So that's all we know. Uh, we had an executive from ABC come on and talk about it with us, and that's all he said was that they're trying to figure out a way to integrate more of those characters. And, you know, we have um, one character is going to General Hospital from one life, Nora Buchanan, uh, Hillary B. Smith, that's her name. She's going to the General Hospital. So other than that, we we have no idea. We don't. Nobody tells us anything until it already happens. So, so you guys had you guys know. had Nathan Barney on you had Nathan Barney on your show. We correct? did, yeah. We had a great time. How, yeah, excellent. How did that go? Did he, he he obviously said that they're trying to work something out, correct? Yeah, 
Well, he he kind of hinted he kind of hinted a little bit, yeah. but uh, you know, obviously he can't he he could dangle the carrot, but he can't really give it to us, you know. But so he I mean, he, yeah, right. He dropped a few hints, but um, you know, obviously, if if anything's in the works, kind of like uh, kind of like you with the ink not dry yet, can't really give too much away mm-hmm. before things happen. But he kind of hinted that maybe some things were in the works. Yeah, hopefully. Well, he told us he did tell us um to stay tuned, pay attention, because that is definitely something that they're interested in, like, trying to figure out, and I think that he, um, he said that they've been talking long-term, you know, seeing if it's, like, meaningful to stories and stuff to work some of those characters in, so he did say that, like, he definitely said that they were interested in trying to do that, but he didn't give us anything solid, but... Well, and it was just coming up, so that'd be awesome. Well, and it was it was just several days ahead of the announcement too about Hillary B. Smith. So, um, you know, he was kind of dropping some hints and things like that, and then they ended up making that announcement that the the following weekend. So, um, hopefully, there's some more good things coming up. I I would love to see some more. Um, I think it's great. I love to see them like bring other characters back and like revive them. So, I would love to see that happen i i think it's awesome that she's coming on and from what we can tell we both watch the show from what we can tell she's going to be the da on general hospital because they've been talking about this mm-hmm. new female da but we haven't met her yet so that's what we we assume will be happening but yeah so okay what about you what would you like to see your character from all my children go to poor charles and like mix it up with them is that something you would want to do absolutely yes absolutely i mean i think that the <laughs> the, the backstory of kelsey is, is so deep and broad that I mean it was so well written. Lorraine Broderick and her team did such a fabulous job on building the backstory on Kelsey before I came on. You know, she was she was spoken about for eighteen years before I came on. Yeah. And I've been the only one that, that played her and I was very honored to do that, which which, you know, is very telling. I mean the casting for Kelsey was I think there was three thousand people that that auditioned for Kelsey, and and I was very honored to be the chosen one and to be able to play out the writing that was written for that character was just incredible. She was, this is a character that came across, she had not only had the baby, gave it up, took it back, gave it up, took it back, all that stuff, but she came across very diverse characters. You've got the Kevin, the the gay teen, she's got, she came across so many different circumstances, and I, it was just a, a playground for anybody as an actor to step on and enjoy like crazy. Um, and I was working with an excellent team. You couldn't get, you couldn't be handed a better hand. Yeah. So now I was very I was going to say, tell me when you're working on a character like that, when you're coming in, I mean, obviously the the character had such a great integration with the history that came before it. And then, you know, even the relationships that she was involved with, those characters had such a a tie to the, you know, fabric of the show too. Um, Is it easier for you to kind of ease into a role like that and still make it your own? Or or is it better, is it, is it more difficult when you're in a standalone situation where it's just a character that's, you know, doesn't have that history woven in? How do you approach that as an actress? I was given uh, so much information about this character and so much back history that it it was very easy for me to step right in and and run with it. There's there's very little 
that that could be given to anybody that came on that show. The writers gave so much to every single character they ever wrote for, even if it was just a day player that came on. That day player had a full background to them and and had you know an opportunity to go to the moon and back with with their characters. I mean, they're the opportunity for Kelsey's character to go anywhere and in any direction in any circumstance is is wide open. So it was carefully written. It wasn't a a stereotype. It wasn't anything like that. It was so creatively written that it's open to go in any direction and fit in any situation. So I think if they brought that character back, that they would be... <laughs> They would have the road very well paved for them, as far as storylines go. Yeah, and they they would have plenty to do with her, of course. Um, I was just wondering, you mentioned that there were 3,000 women that auditioned to play her, so I was wondering what the audition and the casting was like for this role. So the casting was, was interesting because Judy Bly Wilson is such an honest and clear and concise casting director, when she gives you direction, you know you listen exactly what she's saying. And if you don't understand it, you ask her and she will describe it in more depth for you. But there was so much backstory to Kelsey prior to going on to the audition that I I was walking in with a lot of confidence. In the audition, you know, you go in the first call and the second call and the call back and put on tape and and then you network, you go to network, and you go on the stage, and you're in New York City, and everything is fun and exciting and, and all that stuff. But the cool thing about it is that everybody in daytime is very, very humble. You're not dealing with any pretentious um, attitudes or anything like that. And it was, it was just an experience that any actor will get a very good level of training on a show in daytime because you're dealing with people who really have the, the love for acting. They're in it fully for the art. They're not in it for, I don't know, Maserati, if you will. I don't know. But yeah. they're, they're in it for the art of it, you know? Yeah. And that's partly, well, why, that's probably why I believe that, sorry, I said that that's partly why I believe that they're, they're not only the, they have the largest fan following, but they're also the most connected with their fans. Yeah. I was going to well, mention that. Well, and, and, and there's that history in that Go fabric, ahead. too, I mean, that's in there that I mentioned. You've, you've got generations of people that are watching these shows, and it's passed. I know it was it was passed on to me generationally. Uh, I started watching soaps with my grandmother, and, you know, that's something that it's something people do together as a family, and it seems like the soap actors kind of uh, – you know, that people that are in the genre or start out there, they always have an affinity for it or love it. I mean, it seems like they work about 300 times harder than people that do nighttime series yeah. as well. Um, I oh, mean, yeah. Doing how many There's... shows a year? 280 shows a year or something ridiculous like that? I mean, um, it's certainly a, 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 a huge training ground, I would think. It's not for the faint of heart. It literally was five days a week up to 16-hour days. It wasn't uh, relax and sit back kind of thing. And then on the weekends, you're also promoting the show and you're doing whatever you can for a, a lot of the, the organizations out there that you have the luxury of being able to help. Um, a lot of the nonprofits and fundraising opportunities that you can for things like breast cancer awareness and 
a whole bunch of other things that that the show and ABC and CBS and NBC all promote and, and help, and we, we have that luxury to do it, so we do. Can you tell us about some of the organizations that you support that way? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I, I support a lot of them, and I've done uh, a lot of – I spend a lot of weekends doing campaigning for breast – you know, cancer, breast cancer, and and stuff like that. Um, and there's I, – I could burn your ear for probably about an hour of the amount of, of work that I've done for for that. But that's that's because I could. You know, you're in the public eye. You're in these people's living rooms every single day. So you have the ability to spread the word and, and do good for society. You're not just – doing the, the acting thing. There's other purposes and other benefits and, and stuff like that. And it was to also support the show and show our support out towards the public. But that's, well, that's just one of the things that, that daytime actors get the luxury of doing because you can. Well, as somebody that has personally benefited from a, a large nonprofit group, my son um, was born extremely premature, and he had help from Marsha Dimes. Uh, thank you for doing what you do uh, and supporting nonprofits. Oh, you're welcome. It's a, it's a very important thing that uh, that more people should do, and, and I thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah I did a 4th of July our... parade for the March of Dimes. But go ahead. I was just going to say that's one of our that was one of our biggest things when we started this show is we wanted to be able to do that as well and you know there are some things coming up where we wanted to work with like other shows and other hosts and stuff for certain causes mm-hmm. and so it's something that was important to us as well when we started this is you know we want to talk about TV we want to talk to people about TV but we also wanted to talk about you know things going on in the world that are actual issues so I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah, it was it was an honor and it was a privilege to be able to do that. Well, I was just wondering, since we're still on the subject of um, soap, I was wondering if you could tell us, like, so what exactly was working um, at All My Children? Like, I know it was back in the 90s, um, if I'm correct on that. I think it was. But what was that, you know, what was that like and how was your, like, what was your day like and all that stuff? There was very little time to do anything it was it you were rehearsing you were running lines you were in makeup and then on stage and it was back again if you want grabbing your clothes from wardrobe then the makeup then the running your lines then the stage you know back and forth and back and forth there's very little time because it's so fast paced there was days where i was up to 40 pages of out of the day because I was a front burner storyline. So I was memorizing 40 pages a day. There was very little time for anything other than memorizing lines, focus on the, the acting, and and getting the work done. I wasn't used to that pace, so I had to pick up and and just run with it. The second that I got there, it was, you know, here's your, here's your script, here's your script. And then in New York City, you have snow days. So some actors may not have been able to make it to the studio that day. Well, I lived right by the studio, so uh, there was sometimes, and this was in 96, 97, the snow days would walk everybody else out. Well, I lived close by, so they literally handed me three scripts one day and said, we're going to tape. Hurry up, get in makeup, let's go, and just do the best that you can. And and I pulled it off, amazingly enough. Um, wow. 
it was it was incredible. It was a test, and I passed it, and it gave me a certain level of confidence and a lot of trust in the people around me. It has a lot to do with teamwork. It doesn't have anything to do with me per se other than my belief in my craft and, and the fact that I've got a good support team around me, good directors, good producers, good writers, and, of course, good crew. So without that, you have nothing. But that was a, a very strong team effort that held me up. I mean, I walked in and just hit the ground running. Yeah, we've we've heard a lot from people that it's, it's like a family effort. It's like, you know, a big family working there. So that's normally like what people say is that it's a team effort and it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I also want to talk a little bit about your um, your roles outside of daytime. I know we were chatting earlier about this. You had some uh, recurring roles on some primetime shows, so why don't you tell everybody about that as well? No, so, okay. Oh, you're talking about um, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. So, yeah, These yeah. are recurring roles, but I, I was fortunate enough. I auditioned for some roles on on Breaking Bad and and uh, Night Shift and so forth. And I, you know, this is something that is very intriguing to me. But the role of a nurse, um, I have that has never been in my mind. Of hmm, try that as a profession, or I could picture myself being a nurse. I admire them like no other. I can barely handle getting my kids to to the doctor for their shots. I I'm not I'm not good with needles. I'm not good with blood. I'm not I'm just not good with that stuff. But the fact is is that the role of the nurse is somebody who who has to have it in their blood to innately try to help somebody else. And I landed a, a recurring role on Breaking Bad. And it was the same character that they brought back onto Better Call Saul. So I was fortunate enough to get that. And hopefully they bring her back. Hopefully they bring her back. Same thing happened. The role of a head nurse for, for night shift. I mean, of course, night shift is around the hospital, so that kind of makes sense. But at any rate, uh, there was a, a recurring role as a nurse on night shift. And hopefully, knock on wood, they bring me back on that one. Um, so... It's been interesting. It's been a dream to be able to work in the town that I grew up in and and survive. Um, so it's I've been really, really blessed, and, you know, hopefully that continues. And I've just been fortunate. I've had strong, strong casting people. You know, we talk about team effort on daytime. I found the same thing to be in – existence in New Mexico. A lot of the film industry out here, I say film, but I really mean film and television because they're all the same team. They all stay together, and all of the casting directors out here know me. Um, You know, you've got Joe Edna Bolton, you've got Kathy Brink, you've got um, Angelique Mithunder, you've got Kira, you've got a group, a handful, not a whole ton of them like you do out in Los Angeles. And the auditions out here are very, very different. Much like the trust that I put into Judy Bly Wilson, I put into the same the casting directors out here. They will tell me if I'm off. They will tell me if I'm spot on. They will tell me if I did a fabulous job. And they'll tell me if it wasn't so great, they're going to do it again. And they put me on tape every time and and I've, you know, I've had a really great experience in learning to trust and build a team around me. 
So that's been working for me. And I'm just moving forward one step at a time. I've got Lisa Rodrigo with all my promotions. I've got um, JBV Talent managing me. I've got O Agency behind me. I've got, I've got a good team. And I've spent the last few years focusing, and I, I know you've, you've heard this about me. When I put 100% forward on something, that's what you get is 100 or 110%. But I put that focus on my family, on, on my, um, my home, making my house a home. And I have a husband, two kids, and I'm very, very happy. Everybody's thriving. And now I'm going to invest more time in the acting and, and film. Now, you mentioned uh, the casting out there in New Mexico, and I know that Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and uh, Better Call Saul are both filmed out there. Is there a larger uh, uh, production sense out there? I mean, are there are, are there a lot of things that are out there, and it's just now really getting a light shined on it because of those shows, or um, or is it real? Is it has it been just kind of growing in that area? It's grown a lot. Has much to do with the film incentive, TV incentive of the that the production companies are able to get, and, and as well pull in the cast and crew from New Mexico. So it has stayed alive, and uh, fingers crossed, not that I've heard anything bad, but fingers crossed that it stays that way. If anything, I see it growing and getting bigger. It's really big now, and I think it's going to continue with as much money that it's bringing to the state of New Mexico. It's got to stay around. It seems like it's a. It seems like kind of almost Vancouverish to me, in that it can it can mask as almost any type of environment. I, I, when I I think I saw an interview with Vince Gilligan talking about filming out there, and I was like, you know, it makes perfect sense because it really is one of those areas that can be a hybrid or kind of a chameleon for any environment you need. It can. You've got the lakes. You've got the mountains. You've got skiing. You've got the sand. You've got desert. You have everything outside of the ocean waves here. So pick your environment. Plus, it's also a very friendly place to shoot in. You're not, you're not going to come across permit issues like you will in New York City or California. It's not that restrictive. The, the whole state is very, very open to and supportive of film and film production in this town. So they'll do whatever they can to help not only promote it, but make it happen. Yeah, um, I know that you you talked about those shows, as well, um, and those shows are really popular even now, you know, on Netflix, mm-hmm. on Amazon, on all the streaming platforms, they're super popular still, and we're still watching them. So um, along those same lines, other than playing um, the nur- like a nurse, you know, a nurse character, and other than playing Kelsey, of course, is there a role that you would like to play or something that you haven't done that you would like to do? I'm I'm open to anything. I I don't have I don't have any uh, preference. I don't know that that I ever really want a preference because I think that sort of pigeonholes your your thinking into closing your mind out to what might surface, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I like challenge. I like challenges. I I mean, there was there was a producer a long time ago. I I didn't know anybody out in Los Angeles and. And this one producer who will be uh, named, you know, remain nameless, says to me, uh, TC, you know what? 
don't don't ever go and audition. And this is before I even had the opportunity to audition, before I even had an agent. Said don't don't go for those bimbo roles. You know, stay. You're far from a bimbo. You, there's so many bimbos in this town. You'll never get a bimbo role. So after I played Bud's girlfriend on Married with Children, I ran into him, and and he said, Hey, Tisa, you know, I saw you on Married with Children in a tight red dress with you know, well, much larger, you know, body parts than you currently have. And it, I was so shocked. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, but you know what? Don't ever, don't ever play, you know, those, those uh, drug addict roles. Cause those, you, you know, <laughs> you, you've, ne- you've, you've never done drugs and I still haven't today, but whatever. And, and so stay away from those. And, and this, I was like, does this guy know what actors do? But anyway, right. So then, you know, I go on to do like a series of made-for-TV movies with. You all know every TV movie involves something to do with drugs and something to do with a younger yeah. generation. So Chris uh, uh, goes, oh, run and tell me again. He goes, Tisha, I couldn't believe it. I saw you as like you know you were it's all about the drugs and the this and you were a runaway and that and that and I looked at him and I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. He goes, well, let me, I'm just going to give you another tip. Never, never even bother with the soap operas. Well, you all know what happened with that, right? So I, I run into him again. I run into him again. And I'll, I'll give his first name just for that sake. You go, Tony, don't even go there. Don't even go there. I'm going every day. Leave me alone. I'm not listening to you because I don't know what next role you're going to tell me not to do, and I'm going to do it. So don't talk to me. I was going to say, did he have like a, I mean, a, a, did he have a daughter that was auditioning against you or something? Or yeah, right, right. No, I, no, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm an actor. I, I, I'll take a challenge wherever it's you put it in front of me, and I'm good to go. I, I love yeah, challenges, and, you know, and I. A lot of people have, I think that there's a lot of, like, stereotype around, like, TV movies and around doing soaps and stuff, but that stuff's awesome, and the stereotypes, you know, most most of the time, the stereotypes that go along with, especially soap, are not true. People think one thing about soaps or soap actors, and, then, you know, that becomes, like, the standard, and it's just not true, so, oh no, know, a lot no, of no, have an opinion know, about it. So, so let me tell you, when I was testing for all my children, I had tested for a couple of other soaps, and and I thought, you know what, I'm just I'm gonna play, I'm gonna put my heart into this because, you know, I know everybody on soap operas is just so beautiful, and there's me, right? So I'm not gonna get this part because there's always gonna be somebody prettier than me, and I go up, I obviously I get the part, I show up. So for the first two weeks of being on the soap opera, guess what I get to wear? A pair of sweats. No makeup. <laughs> and my, my character comes on running away from boarding school, pregnant, to come back to find the father of her child who doesn't even remember her, doesn't even remember having sex with her. That's the father of her so child. See, so you beat the stereotype. You beat the, like, classic soap you know, the makeup and the hair and the fancy clothes and the, you know, that whole, because there's a very, like, regal aspect about it where, like, normal people don't dress like that every day. Like, some soap characters are insane. You know, not everybody wears yeah. 
you know, gorgeous clothes all the time, gorgeous pajamas and all this. And so, you know, you beat the stereotype in the first two weeks. Yeah, and I had fun doing it. I really had fun. I did. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I got to know the wardrobe people. Day. Yeah, I exactly. don't, well, oh, no kidding. Well, after two weeks, I, I looked at the wardrobe people, and I said, if I whistle, will they walk to me? <laughs> so it was the same, same pair of sweats. It was a green sweatsuit. But I walked on, I was like, all right. And I don't have to go to makeup. Oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure what so. the Hollywood stereotype is of soap actors, but whenever I look at a soap actor, I'm like, wow, that's a person with a steady gig, and it seems pretty smart to me. Yes. I'm oh, no kidding. I mean, just being able to work. Are you kidding me? I was so blessed. I really was. I, I absolutely loved it. It was an opportunity of a lifetime. To be able to go into work every day and do what you love, you can't, you can't ask for anything more. Well, being on a soap seems like so much fun to me. You know, like back in the day I did theater and stuff, and I'm not pursuing acting as a career. But it seems like, you know, for people to do it, I know it is a lot of work, and I know, that, you know, everybody that comes on here says that it is so fast-paced and there's so much work, but they have a great time doing it. And it seems like fun to me. I always thought it would be fun when I was younger. I was like, you know, because I went to school with a lot of – kids who wanted to pursue acting you know being in theater and stuff that's who you meet and a lot of them were like I would never do xyz like or I don't want to do a soap I was like why like I would be like yes I will do a soap I think it would be so much fun especially a soap you know you know like all my children or like general hospital any of them really that are around now have been on forever and they have such a like rich history and such a like deep-rooted that family value thing going on for them and I think that it would be awesome so I, I agree, and you're not gonna you're not gonna find another environment that breeds uh, talented people, people that have a strong passion for what they're doing, and you know you look at the the team of writers and how they all back each other and support each other, probably argue with each other, but but yeah. have a lot of fun <laughs> and invest their every living breathing moment and every thought in their head onto the writing of that show. And you don't get that anywhere else other than in daytime. Yeah, and you know, daytime well, and, is free, and realistically, really talented young people, and there are so many, you know, like right now in General Hospital, I know that's the one we watch every day, so of course I reference that, but I know on days, of course, there's a lot of young people too, but there are so many mm-hmm. really young, like talented actresses. There are actresses that are, you know, around by age, there are actresses that in their 20s, they're amazing, and, you know, I'm sure there are destined for big and amazing things but they are doing so well on these soaps and like they fit into the canvas so well and so I think that it breeds a lot of talent it does and it's not uh, you know it's it's not the corporate world where you go in at entry level and you start to climb right this is a, a, a true actor is going to be looking for the work and where that where the actual well written word is going to give them the ability to portray their craft, right? Um, yeah. That, that's really where the heart of it is. It, it's not, you're not going to find too many passionate people about acting that are saying, well, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do that. I don't limit myself to what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. I, I leave it open to what opportunities are out there and where is the best place for me to to display my craft? Now, yeah. when you first got to All My Children, was there anyone in particular that really uh, 
set an example or uh, mentored or helped or led you or was just especially nice to you or anything like that? Because when we were having this conversation, I was thinking in my head about the phenomenal talent that James Mitchell was, um, you know, from his Hollywood year, you know, his early glamour Hollywood years mm-hmm. and then, you know, moving, mm-hmm. of course, years into All My Children. And um, were you able to, you know, kind of learn from the people around you and absorb some of that too and then give back from people, you know, after you had been there a while and give that back to people that, that were just coming in? I, you know, I really, I leaned on John Callahan, Eva LaRue, Kelly Ripa, and, and uh, of course, Karen Lynn Gorney and, um, and Brian for a lot of the stuff, Darlene Tajero and, and majority of the directors, kind of, they had so many good directors on there. So I, I really leaned on them. You're running lines with these people, and... I had to put my trust in them to tell me how how this works. How does yeah. how does this all pan out? What is the um, what is the best way to put what I've got out there? And how do I do this? And I relied on them 100%. And they carried me through walking onto that show and being a front burner. Like I've never had anybody stand behind me, beside me before ever. It, it was really an amazing, amazing experience. Do you well, still do you still keep in touch up. with everyone? I'm sorry. Uh, I, do you still keep in touch with everybody? Do you guys still get together, or um, I know you know our location kind of keep you apart or anything like that? Do y'all still communicate and keep in touch? We do, we do. We do through Facebook a lot of the times we I keep in touch and I I keep in touch with John Callahan, uh Michael Knight and um I was, we just did a show with Jill Larson and you know, all, all those people. So I've been able to keep in touch as much as I can and you know, they're very, very, very busy and they've got their, their schedules and everybody has their own lives but out of the the years that I've actually worked in this industry, they've been the ones that have been the most connected to me. I could work a TV movie, or even even when I did 90210, those connections fell off. When I was done working those shows, the connections with the people kind of fell away. Everybody sort of went their own way. Yeah. There was no strong connections that were built. Unlike working in daytime, yeah, you're you're going to work with these people. You're going to see them at least once or twice a week, at minimum, and so forth. But it, it's it's about the only place that I've actually built a connection and, and kept it, as friendship goes. Yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna say you know we love when we have people on the show, and you know I did another show before this one, and then I started this one. So I've been doing this for years, but. I love when people come on the show and like we, you know, become friends afterwards and we keep up with what's going on. I hate when I haven't talked to somebody in years because they haven't been on the show in two years or whatever. And I have no idea, but Facebook, you know, like you mentioned, social media is a really good platform for that. A lot of people who have come on the show, you know, we're able to keep up with what they've got going on and like, you know, kind of share it on the show. So it is great. And it Mm -hmm. is nice when you build the connections with like the people you work with. I don't really consider this work because we only do it one day a week, but still. (laughs) 
But, um, okay, I wanted to bring up really quick, because we are running out of time, unfortunately. Um, okay. I wanted to bring up your, you know, we talked about Lisa. We talked about all my promotions. I wanted to bring up your fan club, because Lisa, like, let me know that you had one. So I wanted you to, like, talk a little bit about that and share that. So the fan club, Lisa had started this uh, several years ago. And it's it's slowly building. There's uh, quite a few people in the fan club. It's free. It does not cost anything to join. Anybody is welcome to join. Uh, we'd love to have you guys on there. And I uh, we we started to open up a little bit more communication on sharing intricate things that are going on in my life. I will tell my fan club first. For example, through Lisa, I will uh, share that I had an audition for that show, The Girlfriend Experience, for a recurring role, and we're waiting to hear on that one, that kind of thing, um, and, and sort of things that are in the works. They'll be the first ones to know. They'll be the first ones to see the new headshots. They'll get the first glimpse of, of what's going on in my life to keep it up close and, and more personal. Well, that's, Excellent. That's awesome, and... Um... I'll get in touch with Lisa after this, and I'll, you know, join, of course, because why not? I oh, love you both. But I also I also wanted to ask you really quick, we talked earlier about um, some products you have coming on, and I know that you mentioned to me, like, personally earlier that you had some things going on this summer, and I was wondering if you could share things about that, um, things that you've got going on. So a couple of things that we have going on is an actor's life. You don't really you sit there and wait for an audition to come around. Uh, in the meantime, what I've done, because I've got an undergrad in film, which covers the producer, producing, directing, writing, editing, and sound. So I've been writing some screenplays and, and been working on that. And we've also just opened up to write a, a children's book series, which I'll, I'll, I'll awesome. out a little bit more. When I have a little bit more information, of course, fan club will know first and foremost. They'll get first dibs at that. But the screenplays that I have uh, written, we have an adaptation on a book called Now Silence, and it's a published book. It's about World War II and the, um, the lead character, Milo, who survived the Bataan Death March in the Philippines, and he was held in the Japanese prison camps. And he returned to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it's more of a historical, but it's very character-driven. And uh, we've got that adaptation completed and this summer we're going to be we're going to begin marketing that to try and get a camera rolling on it don't know exactly what's going to happen with that but that sounds awesome you know we love to that sounds awesome we would love to hear you know how that goes and everything and we would love of course you're welcome back anytime to chat about what's going on so um maybe closer to the time maybe closer to the summer we can talk more about that when you have more information um, so yeah, is there anything else that you would like to share? We have about five minutes left. I just wanted to know if there's anything you'd like to share, anything we left out that you would like to leave our listeners with today. Um, not that I can think of. Do you guys have any questions for me? I'm trying to think. I think we've talked. We've talked about so much. I'm trying to um, think if there's anything I haven't asked that I wanted to know. <laughs> um, can you can you tell us a little more? Can you tell us a little more about your children's book series? So the children's book series, it, it, what it does, and it, this was really driven by the fact of of having two kids and, and raising two kids and watching them. They're amazing, and they're, and they're, of course, very, very different. In watching their 
struggles and learnings and, and stuff like that and doing a, a lot of studying. I don't know if you all know this, but I, I also, on the side, teach. Not only do I teach film and new media and American classics, but I also teach philosophy and um, so forth. So I would like to take that and incorporate that into something that outside of, um, and I, I just discovered that the books that I read to my kids are ones that I will open up once and throw out the window. I don't really want, I would rather have my child build their own imagination than have have it be told to them on, on how it, life should be. I don't want my daughter to grow up thinking that a prince is going to come and save her. I don't want my uh, son to grow up and think that he's a superhero that can fly over mountains. You know, I would rather um, I would rather have books that encompass real life situations that that everybody goes through. So we yeah. got that. We're panning that out and we're mapping that out. So I'm I'm really excited about that. So I'll definitely keep you guys posted on on that and and let you guys have a first see first peek on those. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, okay, I just wanted to ask you really quick because you mentioned teaching. Um, we only have a couple minutes, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask: Have you ever had like an encounter, like uh, one of your students who like watches you on, you know, on TV or oh, you know, from a show happens, or anything? Happens all the time. Happens all the time, especially when I'm teaching film. And it's not, you know, I certainly don't walk in and say, "You all must know me." I, I rarely ever talk <laughs> right. about the acting. I, you know, I just I'm I, I'm a little bit humble on that aspect. But at any rate, so the film students will be doing something, and they'll be putting together their project or you know their their PowerPoint on the analysis of ABC film, whatever. It doesn't matter. Could be on uh, film noir. It doesn't matter. And I've had students get very very clever, and all of a sudden my demo reel appears on the screen in class, <laughs> in class. <laughs> they go, all right, you guys, That's all right, funny. enough, enough, enough. And well, no, they, they, it I happens. Been... Somebody in every, every single class that I've taught, somebody will say something. I st- it still happens I... every single time. <laughs> if I'm teaching philosophy, it doesn't matter. One of the students will say something. So now I'll See, walk I feel in like and it was... somebody, okay. huh Go ahead. I was just going to say, no, um, yeah, I, I just walked into a class just... and, uh, sorry, <laughs> I was going to say, That's I walked into okay. a class and my, and, you know, Kelsey from all my children was teaching me. I would definitely say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they, they, they have, and so I'll, I'll say something like, it's a way to get to know you. It's usually not that big of a class. My classes will get up to about 22, 23 kids, whatever, doesn't matter. And that they're all college students or it's a grad class, whatever. So they're, they're, it's not like we're dealing with high school and they don't get out of hand and get nuts. So right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll start talking about myself and I'll say, does anybody have any questions? I don't mention the acting because that's not pertinent to the subject matter. Yeah. Somebody will say, were you on, did I see you on Breaking Bad? Was that you on Better Call Saul? <laughs> You know, what, were you on, and I've had people say, were you on, uh, of course, all my children comes up a lot. And and then I'll look at them and say, I didn't realize that you that you watched uh, daytime, but good for you. And, you know, and then we go on and they go, okay, let me tell you a little bit more about me. And I'll just pull up IMDB and say, okay, this is what I've done. Yeah. Now that we're on done, done with that, let's go forward. 
So well, I hate I'm to just believe her in education. Go ahead. I hate to um, cut us off, but we are we only have mm-hmm. one minute left before they will cut us off if we don't stop talking. So um, thank you so okay. much for coming today, and you're welcome back anytime, of course, and we look forward to hearing about the children's book and about the um, things you have coming up this summer. So. Excellent. Yes, thank Wonderful. you. We would well, love to have you, so you back. Much. Oh, thank you. Thank all you right. all for having me, and you guys have a great day. You too. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, and Kathy, uh, we don't really have time for much, so I'm just going to say you guys find us on Twitter at so much whatever and at EmilyQ0915 and then at talk underscore daytime. And uh, thank you for listening, and tweet us what you thought about it, who you want to see, and you can download it on iTunes, the whole spiel. Uh, we'll see you back next week. That's all uh, Talk we to you guys next week. Day, so. Bye. Bye.